0: Hey, here's another creature feature for you. Check out these 8 facts about the creature that cannot die. Ooh. As far as we know, Earth is the only planet in our solar system, our galaxy, and potentially our entire universe that sustains life. The only planet whereupon native life flourishes and grows, forms complex societies, and even launches itself into space to explore the deeper mysteries of our universe. Humanity is tough, industrious, and imaginative. As a species, we are practically indestructible at this point, unless we do ourselves in with war or climate change. But what if we told you that humans were not the toughest creatures out there, and that the existence of more powerful life forms suggests the presence of life beyond our world? Here at Brightside, we've identified an incredibly tough, incredibly fascinating creature that you just have to know about. Meet the tardigrade, one of the most resilient animals in the world and possibly the universe. Here are some facts you need to know about the tardigrade. Number 1. It's also called the water bear. Ah, that sounds so cute. (laughs) No, that's not the water bear we mean. Actually, a tardigrade is commonly called a water bear, because it is most often found in water, where it prefers to dwell. And because of its slow gait, which resembles that of a bear. It doesn't look much like a bear, but more like a miniature caterpillar with five body segments and four pairs of clawed legs. Clawed legs. Wasn't there a famous actor from Casablanca with the same name? Oh, that's Claude Rains. (laughs) never mind. The name tardigrade comes from tardigrada which means slow stepper, after the tardigrade's casual, ponderous steps. Hey, when you're the tiniest animal around and you can survive pretty much anything, we guess you don't have to move fast, right? The tardigrade is also sometimes called a moss piglet, which is just too adorable for words. Well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Number 2. It's really small. While technically you can't see a tardigrade with the naked eye, it's tiny like really itsy-bitsy insect tiny. Houseflies are usually 6 to 7 millimeters long, which is enormous compared to the tardigrade. The common flea grows up to 3 millimeters long, and the smallest known mosquitoes and ticks are about 2 millimeters in length, about the size of a pinhead. A tick larva is typically somewhat less than 1 millimeter long, making it about the same size as a poppy seed. The biggest full-grown tardigrade is about that size and maybe a little less, measuring about 0.5 millimeters, or about one fiftieth of an inch. Huh, that's really itty-bitty. If you want to check out some of these little critters, we recommend at least a low-power microscope. Number 3. It's really, really old. The earliest fossils we have of the tardigrade species date back to the Cambrian period, some 530 million years ago. During this period of time, Earth started to see the advent of complex, multicellular organisms, and it's from the Cambrian period that we see the first fossils of mineralized organisms. The first metazoan species, microscopic animals, emerged during this era, including the tardigrade. The Cambrian era was not one we'd easily recognize. The oceans teemed with life in a kind of microbial soup, while the dry, rocky land was all but barren of life. There was no vegetation, the seas were fairly warm, and polar ice was intermittent as Earth went through several periods of glaciation, where the ice covered it and then melted away. Number four, it can live anywhere. Due to its unique resilience in all sorts of seemingly uninhabitable conditions, the tardigrade can survive almost anywhere. Tardigrades have been found on the high altitude peaks of the Himalayas, in deep trenches in the oceans in mud volcanoes, and in tropical rainforests. Most tardigrades have distinct biological sexes, which must work together to reproduce. The eggs are especially hardy, being tough enough to survive transport across vast distances. That's handy if they get caught on an animal or a passing traveler. Baby tardigrades are born fully formed. They don't produce new cells as they grow, but the cells they already have expand instead. This process is called hypertrophy and prompts tardigrades to molt, leaving their outer layer behind. Eh, A bit like a snake shedding its skin. Excuse me while I slip into something more comfortable. Number 5. It's mostly harmless. The tardigrade prefers to live among mosses and lichens, which are rich in its favored meals, plant cells, algae, and small invertebrates, often other tardigrades. Oh, don't worry, they're not going to be harming humans anytime soon. Mostly, tardigrades are helpful in populating new environments. Named a pioneer species, what they do is move into a new environment and help to establish an ecosystem not unlike a gold prospector setting up shop out in the frontier. And just as prospectors do, their presence attracts other animals, in this case, invertebrates, which in turn attract predators. Before too long, there's a thriving community and food chain where there might have been nothing before. What friendly water bears! Cardigrades typically live about three to four months, up to two years, not counting the time they spend in dormant states because some nosy scientist decided to test their endurance. Speaking of which. Number six, it's practically unkillable. As demonstrated by a lot of scientific experimentation, the tardigrade can survive in some pretty extreme environments, which would kill, and in some cases cook, any other animal. Through a process called cryptobiosis, which suspends their metabolism, many tardigrades can enter a dehydrated state to survive almost any dangerous outside environment. They curl up into a barrel shape, their bodies become glass-like, and they put themselves in stasis, during which time they're pretty much indestructible. Certain species of tardigrade can survive exposure to extreme temperatures, extremely high or low pressure, air deprivation, radiation, dehydration, starvation, or Kardashian. Well, maybe not that last one. Basically, anything that would kill a human being, a tardigrade would just shrug off and go about its business. Temperature. In terms of heat, tardigrades can survive a few minutes at a little over 300 degrees Fahrenheit meaning you could cook them in your oven for a bit, and they'd be okay. An hour in boiling water, which is only 212 degrees Fahrenheit? Not a problem. Just another day at the spa. When it comes to cold, they can last 30 years at minus 4 degrees Fahrenheit and a few days at minus 328 degrees Fahrenheit, which is significantly colder than anywhere on Earth. They can even live a few minutes at minus 458 degrees Fahrenheit, which is just a bit colder than absolute zero, the temperature at which all matter ceases to move. They can also live in liquid oxygen and liquid helium for significant periods of time. Pressure. You know how when you go swimming, the water feels heavier the lower you go? For every 33 feet that you go down below water, the pressure increases by about 14.5 pounds per square inch or one atmosphere of pressure. How much the air presses down on you at sea level. At 130 feet, or about 9 atmospheres, even the best divers can only survive a few minutes without taking action. By contrast, tardigrades can survive upward of 1,200 atmospheres, and some species can survive upward of 6,000 atmospheres, nearly six times the pressure in the Mariana Trench, the deepest part of the ocean. They can also survive in low-pressure situations, such as the vacuum of space. Tardigrades in space have been measured to live at least 10 days, including solar radiation. And, speaking of radiation... Radiation! Let's speak of that. Tardigrades can withstand some 1,000 times the radiation of normal animals, dying only when exposed to 5,000 GY of gamma rays or 6,200 GY of heavy ions. By comparison... A human could easily die from 5 to 10 GY of exposure. They seem to possess the ability to repair radiation damage to their DNA very efficiently. Dehydration. Isn't this pleasant? Tardigrades can survive while completely dried for nearly 10 years and possibly longer. One subject was allegedly observed to move after 120 years spent in dried moss. Tardigrades can survive freeze-drying. When exposed to extreme cold, their body secretes water, going from 85% water to 3%, so they don't explode as the water freezes in their bodies. And if that wasn't cool enough for you… Outer space. Tardigrades were the first animal demonstrated to survive in space. In 2007, a group of astronauts on the Photon M3 mission conducting astrobiological research exposed several groups of tardigrades to a hard vacuum, only to revive them back on Earth through hydration. Not all of them made it, but even the fact that some did is like something out of science fiction. The experiment did find a potential weakness in the tardigrades, high-energy UV radiation, which significantly reduced survival rates. So if a giant tardigrade is coming after you, maybe you can use that. (laughs) Good luck. So why do we study tardigrades? Well, very few animals can achieve cryptobiosis, which basically entails shutting down their bodies and internal functions with the intention of eventually reviving. This ability has clear implications for the study of cryogenic preservation. So, if you wake up in a few hundred years, still a little shaky from cryosleep, you probably have a tardigrade to thank. Number 7. It survives extinction events Over the course of its billions of years lifespan, Earth has seen at least five mass extinction events. The one you're probably most familiar with is the Cretaceous Tertiary Extinction, which wiped out the dinosaurs and most other complex life forms at the time, leading to a massive ice age that all but destroyed all life on the planet. The tardigrade has survived all of them. From the ordovician silurian extinction 440 million years ago, which wiped out most marine organisms, all the way up to the extinction events that took out the dinosaurs. And they'll probably survive the next extinction event too. Hey, I'm rooming with them. What if an asteroid tore off our ozone layer, or the sun burst with enough radiation to fry all humans in under a minute? Well, yes, we'd all be toast but it would only be mildly inconvenient to the tardigrade. It's important to note that tardigrades do not adapt to live in these conditions, but rather to survive them. If they were extremophilic, they might evolve to consume radiation. Instead, they curl up and wait until the radiation has passed, at which point they resume their normal life cycle. The longer the exposure, the more likely they are to die. But considering how much radiation they can survive they'll probably be fine, even in a nuclear war. You and me? Mm, Not so much. Even if you did find a way to kill a tardigrade, the odds are you'd end up dying first in whatever environment you exposed it to. Then the tardigrade would come out of its dormant state and be just fine. And also, having the last laugh. Most scientists agree that the tardigrade will outlive all of us. We think they're right. Number 8. It might survive on another planet. We already know tardigrades can survive extremely harsh conditions. But can they survive on another planet? The answer is quite possibly yes. The conditions on Mars are within the tardigrades' capabilities to survive, assuming that a sufficient amount of water exists to support them. They are, after all, naturally aquatic creatures. The search for life on other planets has been one of humanity's defining challenges. But it could very well be that the life we're searching for is really tiny, really ancient, and really, really tough. So, did you know about tardigrades? Which of their fantastic powers do you find the hardest to believe? Tell us in the comments below. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button to stay on the Bright Side of life!